previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. When I was driving, I was already on my on my tour and I was in Utah. I was just sitting, I was driving along, so I'm listening to him. And he goes, uh, does he, he wants to, uh, yeah, you can come on the show. And then he goes, but you know, it's, it's not America's Got Talent. There's no prize. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast, and welcome back, Chuck and Roxy. Hello. Hi, everyone. How are you guys doing? I mean, Chuck, you're still riding on the, we are still getting emails and messages. I mean, there are a few that that claim you're a spoiler, but most of them are coming in saying it's not a spoiler alert. So Chuck Uh, is still basking in that glory over whatever, whatever. Have you watched an episode since this is all transpired? We've lost you... complete interest because of you, Chuck. <laughs> I, no, I was going to say, you don't even care anymore. Nope. Shoot. Put on Survivor. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, however, Chuck, we did watch Coming to America 2. Have you oh, seen nice. it? So we won't go into it, though, because it unlike, just came out. Unlike, yeah, unlike some people, we don't like to spoil things, you know, for other people. So we will say, Chuck, I do believe you Killing mentioned me, this. Killing me, Smalls. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, I do believe you mentioned this, though, on the last podcast. Because, you you know, we've seen trailers and obviously we, we didn't give anything that was a spoiler. But, Chuck, I have to agree. I'm going to approach this cautiously because I am old myself. But some people just did not age well. That's all I can say. Oh. Um, now, it does have – if you're wondering are there going to be any cameos, things like that, it is just Chuck full. Uh, that's all I'll say. So a lot of the people from the first movie are back. So that's, that's kind of a, a positive thing. But some of them I was just like, whoa. What happened kind of thing. And some life happened. Well, and I think some, you know, some plastic surgery happened and now they might be regretting it. That's all I'm going to say. So so anyway, that's as far as I'll go with coming to America too. You know, maybe we'll get into it a little bit at another time. Uh, Actually, the the one thing that I'm kind of bummed about is the big show. I will never complain about the big show, even the golf talk. But the reason we won't really go into it is because they had the amazing Ann Hornaday on yesterday and they did a full review of it so part of me doesn't feel bad if i like go into and spoil anything but as we do with the big games we let them do the x's and o's and who are we we're just someone who likes to watch movies and tv shows so we're not and freaking horny day so as we do with the games we'll let her do the x's and o's which she did delightfully on yesterday's podcast so if you haven't heard that yet you can get your fill of coming to america to there and then the other thing they did was I swear, you know, they say people aren't listening to your phones, and I'd love to think, like, Nigel's actually listening to this podcast, but I, I don't really think so. But he stole my freaking Florida Man story. I was like, <laughs> son of a biscuit. So I was able to look up a few more little things. We'll get to those in a second, but we want to start out. We actually had this funny thing. Uh, our good friend Tony Beeson wrote in. And we normally don't, we just don't do jingles on this show, especially pertaining to like the big show. But he wrote this little ditty based on something that happened on our show. So I wanted to play it quick. It's called The Ballad of Dan Byrne. And of course, Dan Byrne was our last Meet the Littles guest. It just made me, it made me chuckle. So I thought I'd share it with all the loyal Littles out there. So give this a listen. Well, I was driving in my car. Just the other day, listening to a podcast about Dan Byrne. What I learned, well, 
it blew me away. For Dan Byrne had given tennis lessons to Wilt Chamberlain. Amazing. Well, Dan Byrne, Dan Byrne, what you gonna learn? You tried all sorts of ways to make a way. But you found out that it's critical to just go for it. Go out and perform your music live. Don't wait on a record contract. Just go do it. Do the thing you love, and you'll love what you do. So, Tony Beeson, thank you so much for... for, for you know, sending that over. That was really sweet. I guess that's our uh, technically our first official jingle, guys. How exciting is that? Wow. And so like exciting. I said, yeah, and like I said, we don't normally do that, but because that would obviously make no sense on the big show because that was specifically pertaining to our interview we did with Dan Byrne. I, I told him, yeah, let's let's give that a go. And so thanks, Tony. That was really great. We want to start out. <laughs> With a quick shout out, we got a nice little message. I think it was a Twitter, a tweet. I think that's what they're called from Jenny Robbins. And she she says she's still playing catch up with the Loyal Littles pod, which is fine. We understand. Sometimes it's going to take you a while to catch up. But she writes, so great to hear so many old friends that I haven't seen in over a year. And today was an oh my stars moment, she says. After all these years following on Twitter, I can finally put a voice to Mary Faye. Aww. Uh, and she wrote just fabulous. So, Jenny, that's really nice. And, I mean, I'll say that's why we're doing this podcast. We wanted to put a, a voice to some of these great littles we've been interacting with in the Facebook pages and whatnot over all these years. So, uh, thank you, Jenny Robbins, for that. Uh, an oldie but a goodie came up. Someone – now, I don't know who this is. Someone will have to write in uh, WTFCPodNet at gmail.com or tweet at us. Uh, Ed Butt. You are following JoJo from Jers. Now, I don't know who that is. She has a ton of followers. I think it, I think she might be political. I'm not sure. But she commented something about saying, Chunky peanut butter is better. You cannot change my mind, which, of course, thrilled me. Okay? But <laughs> rightfully so. Ed Butt comments, I used to disagree, but I've been converted. But is it chunky or crunchy? Ooh. Now, I'm pretty sure it's crunchy. Chuck, is yes. that what you believe it is? I, yeah, I would that's go with crunchy. Yes. Crunchy. Okay, so he was correcting her, rightfully so, because she wrote chunky peanut butter is better. So I didn't know if there was a difference between chunky and crunchy. I don't think so. Anyway. Crunchy, maybe. No, I don't know. You crunch yeah, so. the peanuts. Okay, so. <laughs> crunchy peanut anyway. butter is like taking a handful of peanuts in the shell and just eating them. Chuck, stop. Stop the madness. You're just. Why? You're, out, you're, you're out of control now. You're in you can't make out. it creamy. Chuck. Go to timeout. You're in timeout. But, uh, Ed Butt, thank you for uh, the correction. And are you ready? It's been over two weeks, I believe, sir. We've been trying to get Ed Butt to come on for an interview. He said he needed some time, so that's fine. So uh, whenever you're ready, please get in touch. Uh, Roxy, you had a shout-out, I believe. I have been fortunate to be working on a project where I'm actually working and interacting with junior college students in New York. And helping them put together a song and dance and acting project. So I've actually, because of this job, I became eligible to get the vaccine. And I went the other day down to the Javits Center here in New York and Manhattan. And I just want to give a shout out to everyone that is working there and really at all of these vaccine location sites who are working 
tirelessly day in and day out and eventually 24-7 in some cases, like at the Javits Center, and just for trying to make this all happen. You rock. Thank you for everything that you're doing. That's my little shout out. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good for you. So now you have to go back in a few weeks, right? Yeah, I'll go back at the end of the month. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Because yeah. I know there's a new version that's a one-dose thing, I think, coming out, too. Yeah, that, I think, yeah. is being distributed tonight. Uh, or, no, I think that was just distributed. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, and real quick, before we get out of here, I want to go into our tiny little suggestion. Now, this is an interesting one. Chuck, I don't know if you know this show, okay? It was a show that premiered way back when, I want to say in 2009, I believe. It aired 20 episodes, and it got canceled. Now, a lot of people have said in today's world, had we had Twitter back then, and if Facebook had been more well-established, people would have lost their freaking minds, and the show probably would have been saved. But because it got no push that way, it just got canceled and forgotten. Chuck, have you ever heard of a show called Party Down? No, does not ring a bell. Roxy, you know the show, right? I love this show. Okay, Littles, our tiny little suggestion is catch up. You have time, but catch up because a comeback to the cult comedy, yes, they call it a cult comedy, is officially in development. Yeah. So, oh, that's stars, so great. Stars announced today. That's the only downfall. It's going to be on Stars, it looks like, which a lot of people probably don't get that. But Stars announced today that a limited revival of Party Down is in the works with the its original cast and production team all on board to return. The news comes over a decade after the comedy was canceled after just two seasons. For those of you that don't know what the show is about, it's a a comedy. It follows a group of aspiring Hollywood actors and writers who work catering gigs as part-time, which is what basically Roxy and my's life has been. Probably you too, Chuck. Chuck, you used to work at Tower Records, right? Yes. Yeah, in New York. That was your, like, catering job. Because we always, in the arts, you have to kind of have these in-between jobs while you're looking for a survival job. Day jobs, yeah. <laughs> and uh, But anyway, so they were all part-time. They worked for a catering company waiting for their big break. And in each of the episodes, the team would work a new event, and then they would learn about their guests' lives. So that's where the show was written. And it's actually a very, very brilliant concept. And let me tell you, if the main cast of the show is to inter- indeed return for the revival, there would be some pretty recognizable names. I mean, they've, I don't, you probably don't, if you haven't seen this show, check it out. It had Jane Lynch, Megan Mullally from Will and Grace, Lizzie Kaplan, Adam Scott, Martin Starr, Ryan Hansen, and Ken Marino. If they all came back, that would be amazing. I don't know if that's officially happening, but you can find it on some of these streaming services. So check it out and uh, enjoy. And if it does come back, we're, we're going to be very excited. Oh, totally. I really felt like it was an unappreciated show. I was a late bloomer. I did not discover it till like eight years after it was canceled. Yeah. But oh my gosh, loved it's every so second of it. It's so funny. All right, you two, let's get out of here. We have a great guest as always, and we'll be right back with Meet the Little. Meet the Little.
being played in this episode by a band called Avenue K. And this song is called Take Me Home. And you can find them on Spotify and iTunes and pretty much anywhere you find your music. If you want to get in touch with them, they said the easiest way is to find them on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Avenue K. Or you can also find them on Instagram at Avenue K Music. And as always, we will play the full song, Take Me Home, at the end of the podcast. time to meet the littles and boy do we have a good one for you today all the way from upstate new york we have with us jason <laughs> bullet hey jason hey. how's it going hey hi everybody hello all you loyal littles out there <laughs> all right jason well it's so nice to have you here we usually just turn the show over to you why don't we start there introduce yourself to all the loyal littles tell them anything you might want them to know about jason bullet Okay, that sounds good. All right, I'll do that right now. As the man just said, my name is Jason Bullitt. I am originally from Saratoga Springs, New York. That's the part of upstate New York where I'm from, the Albany area. I now reside in Half Moon, New York, have been for the last 10 years. I graduated high school in Saratoga Springs, and then I spent four years at this little college up in Vermont. You may or may not have heard of it, probably the latter. It's a little place called Castleton University. It used to be called Castleton State College till about a few years back. Got a Bachelor of Science in Communications, not English, like Michael, and then uh, moved back home, and I've been back in the area ever since. So I, except for those four years, I've lived in this area my entire life. Wow. All right, well, Jason, I, you might not know this, but, well, not anymore. I, I'm down in New York City now, but I'm from up in that area. I went to Ichabod Crane High School, mm-hmm. and you, you know where that is, right? Yeah, Kinderhook. It's actually in Valencia, New York, but yes, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. Kinderhook, Kinderhook is part of... The school district, though, and you're mm-hmm. right. There's a Martin Van Buren school there. Well, actually, there used to be. It's it's now an art studio. The whole mm. building was turned into an art studio, which is kind of interesting. All right, so born and bred upstate New York. Now, Yippers. so what was it like going to Vermont? Did you well, like it? it was a bit. It was a bit of a shock. I was expecting <laughs> to have one of my courses in college be cow tipping or something like that because <laughs> I was out like near the mountains. <laughs> so I was like, it was about an hour yeah. from my house. What influenced it was. My sister went to college in Rochester. He went to, she went to this little place called Nazareth College. Mm-hmm. As much as I like getting out of the house, oh, boy, the road trips were just absolutely brutal. I mean, it was like four hours from Saratoga Springs to Rochester. You're going on the throughway most of that time. Oh, yeah. So that really influenced my decision. I'm like, when it comes for me to start picking colleges, I'm going to stick closer to home. Yeah. Mm. About an hour away. So I'm like, it would make for a great day trip for my parents. They wanted to come visit me at college. Sure. Yep. Sure. I kind of did the same thing. I went to Hartwick College. Do you know where that is? Oh, Hart. That's uh. Oh, that's near where uh, Dr. Grandpa Hoff Woff went to school. It sure is near Binghamton. That's Oneonta. Oneonta. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to a fellow little and a good friend of mine from high school, Frank Sicari. He went to Oneonta State. Oh, okay. So he yeah. was out near where you went to college, right yeah. about in the same part of town, I think. Yeah. Oh, it's right across, practically right across the street. Oh, we got a little uh, border war going here. So. <laughs> it was. It was. It was interesting. <laughs> that wonderful yeah, Oneonta Hartwick rivalry. Oh boy. You know, it's funny that you say that because <laughs> now this is way back when. It's not been, I don't think, in a long time. But we were in the Guinness Book of World Records, I think, two years in a row for most bars per capita. So, I mean, talk about a college town. Oh, and it's simply because there's. It, I mean, our school was so small. Now, O State is much bigger. 
But Hartwick only had like a total of like 1,200 students. So, I mean, there's high schools bigger than that. Oh, yeah. And But there were Hartwick bars and there were Oneonta bars. Ooh, and boy. you knew which ones were which. Let's just put it that way. Now, I don't think if you walk in, if I walked in an Oneonta bar, I don't think like a, an immediate fight would break out or anything. <laughs> but it was just, it was one of those things where you just respected and you knew like, that was your bar and that was their bar. It was really interesting. I don't know. It was interesting. Yeah. Oneontas was Oneontas and Hartwicks was Hartwicks and never the twain shall meet. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, I, I, honestly, I was so in, I know everyone says this, right? I never went to the bar, so I wouldn't know. But my major was so hardcore that I seriously did not even get to do that part of college until my senior year, honestly. So it was mm-hmm. kind of crazy. All right. So you said you were a communications major? Yes, uh, it was okay. communications mass media. That was a concentration at the time. I don't know what it is now. It's been so long. I'm about a good 15, 20 years removed from my college experience. That's hard to believe on my end. <laughs> <laughs> I know You're the probably feeling, thinking, so. come on, I'm not that old. Jeez. I, I know the feeling. Trust me. So is that what you do now? Well, I actually work in what's called the data entry now. So oh, okay. I think I put my communications degree to good use. But I do have this podcast I do for a hobby. The first one I did is called, it's a great title. It's called the Keep It To Yourself podcast. Uh, I told you that on the forum that I wanted to just Mm -hmm. give that a sly mention. I started that a month after my mom passed away. This is about sometime in 2017. I needed that little sounding board, and I've been doing that for going on four years now. And then at the height of the pandemic last year with the coronavirus, I started a true crime podcast. I was temporarily Mm -hmm. laid off from my job. So I figured, well, how else am I going to pass the time? So I figured I'll get into that. Exactly. Gee, what a great idea. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's how exactly how the Loyal Littles podcast started. <laughs> oh, I, uh, oh, yeah, I should have Needed left. to fill time. Needed to, I needed a hobby. So I'm like, all right, let's do this. I said it before. I, you know, I had the idea for a while. I'm like, let's just do it. Roxy, yeah. you're coming along. So um, and we're going to actually get back into that because I have some questions about your podcast. So okay. now you went to school up in Vermont, but you're from New York the whole time now. So I'm assuming and, you know, I will say we did a little homework here mm-hmm. and Roxy, be nice. But we are <laughs> amongst a Yankee fan from what that's I understand. Okay. Is that true? Yeah, Is that true? <laughs> Okay. Yes, correctly, sir. Actually, that's good. That's good. We have not had a Yankee fan on the podcast in quite a while. So we yeah, always seem to find the Red Sox fans and we've been accused of a little homerism. <laughs> so we don't want that. So so are all New York teams your teams? Well, I, my two primary fandoms are the New York Yankees and the New York Giants. And I have to explain here, there are some connections from that one, except for the lockout year in 2011 from 96 till about 2013, except for that one year with the lockout. Mm-hmm. The Giants had their training camp at SUNY Albany. Oh, I see. So I'm, oh, cool. So I've That's been big right. blue ever since. Had two great Super Bowls. We beat the Patriots in them. Like I had, I say we like I had anything to do with them. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't, to be honest. And so now you've just been a New Jersey fan the rest of your life, right? Since then? That's... <laughs> <laughs> well, there, we did. Well, to sure, slide that the in New there. Jersey Devils did have an affiliate te- hockey team in Albany for many years, but that's all by the by. <laughs> okay, well, it's – all right, so you brought that up. Okay, this is where I – all right, let's just get this all out because we haven't actually had – this is actually going to be fun. Okay, so this is where I go with this whole thing. Okay, so the New Jersey Nets had a basketball team, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. They decided to move, right? Yep. Where did they move to? Brooklyn. They are now called what? The Brooklyn Nets. 
Okay. Why aren't they still called the New Jersey Nets? I haven't a clue. You asked the manager. Well, that's well. I guess my <laughs> point is so. You were, you the Giants, my point is the Giants now play in New Jersey. Have always played. You they know when they the they used to play in Shea, right? Is that where they used to play? Yeah, they yeah they play in yeah. Shea for a little while. I think they play at the old Yankee Stadium too. Yeah, that was, right. Any, that was like the days of Frank Gifford and Y.A. Yes. etc. Yeah. So my point is, when they moved to New Jersey, why aren't they called the New Jersey Giants? That's all I'm saying. And I'll stop there. I know. I know. I yeah. Know. Let's end this. Let's put. Let's put a finish <laughs> on this debate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So would you say baseball is your favorite sport, though? Yeah, it, uh, football and baseball have been competing the last two years, but it's been baseball for a while. I mean, gotcha. I started to explain the Yankees had a team in, out in suburban Albany for 10 of the 11 years they were there. They're affiliated with the Yankees. They had like the core force. The Derek Jeter played there. Yeah. Are you talking about the Albany Colony Yankees? Are you talking about the Albany Colony Yankees? That's what they were called. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Derek Jeter played there for a little bit in '94 before he went got called up yep. to the big, the main squad. Deion Sanders, Mariano Rivera, Bernie Williams. A lot mm-hmm. of the Yankees that would form that dynasty in the late '90s, early 2000s yeah. played there. In fact, yeah. I have a little interesting note here. I can just tell people. I can just lie to them and say I shared the field with Derek Jeter when I was 11 years old. A quick story on that. I played Challenger Baseball from age 9 till about age 14. Challenger Baseball is like Little League Baseball is for people with uh, developmental disabilities and such. Mm-hmm. They get to play the game, too. So what our Challenger Baseball League did, they said they would bring the families and the kids. They would get to go on the field, this, the field, this yeah. ballpark called Heritage Park right near uh, Albany yep. Airport. And we got a little clinic from one of the players. I think, I don't know who it was that gave us the clinic, but I can just lie and tell people I was on the field with Derek Jeter. There for you one, go. I was 11 years hey, old. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That is, oh, so that is cool. exciting. Now, I was just going to say, you know, there was also a, a Yankees, I think it was double A though, in Oneonta Yankees. Do you remember them? Not, not really. I, I don't know if they were like single A or something oh, like well, that. Well, all right, single A, something Might like that. have been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, they we were had a good double team A from '84 to '94. Yeah, yep. And now, what do you have up there? You have the Cats, right? Well, Tri City Valley Cats. Tri-City yeah, we've Valley had Cats. them since 2002. Now, are they a Yankee affiliate? Do you know? No, they're with the Houston Astros until oh. recently. Gotcha. So, how do you think the Yankees are going to do this year? Well, I hope we do better. I mean, there was the whole. Th- I don't want to go into the whole thing with the Domingo Herman. There was like a that was some bad stuff that caused him to lose half of this season. Hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, we re-signed uh, Brett Gardner recently, got Aaron Judge out of arbitration. Hopefully, mm-hmm. Gary Sanchez will turn it around. Got additions in the pitching staff like Tyone and Corey Kluber. Now, I don't know how well you listen to the podcast, but we had a, a past guest, I'd say a couple months ago, Daryl Diamond was on, and he mm-hmm. made a proclamation that the Mets were going to do better than the Yankees this year. What do you think? <laughs> oh, you're laughing. All right. It's the Mets. Come on. Let's everybody relax. I know they got the new owner and everything, but come on, man. <laughs> and this is me being a Yankees fan. I'm I'm pinning my colors to the mast right here and now. And All one right. of them's got pinstripes on them. I'll say that right here. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe you and Daryl can get a little side something going in uh, Little's Picking Games. I don't know if you remember that group, but um, that'll be fun. All right. So Yankees all the way. You think you're going to have a good team now. But do you really – I mean, do you think you're going to beat the Red Sox this year, though? I mean, that's really what it's all about, right? Don't worry. We'll have you. <laughs> I mean, I you know. saw an Instagram post of the the Red Sox did the other day, and it was just kind of the rundown of some of the players, some of the new players. And I'm like, 
who are these people? I've never heard of them. I have no <laughs> idea. This can't be good. <laughs> so she texts me something. So I sent her back the clip from, I'm assuming you've seen the movie Major League. Yep, I've seen Yep, I've seen where it. The, where the guys are like, who the hell are these guys? Now I'm using a, a different <laughs> word that, that they used, but uh, I'm trying to keep it clean here for the podcast's yeah. sake. Uh, yeah, you'll felt. have Wild Thing Vaughn coming out of the bullpen to close the game. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, we would welcome that because who yeah. knows who we have coming out of the Jose bullpen. Jose Serrano performing voodoo pregame uh, in the clubhouse. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to hey, be crazy. Hey, they may surprise us. Base paths. Well, yep. I mean, Jason, this is great. I mean, this is the first we're really talking about baseball. We're really excited. Chuck's excited. He's like, when are we going to start talking about baseball? I'm like, Chuck, let give it a – they just got to spring training. Let's give them a chance. We will be talking <laughs> baseball. So this is great having someone that – I mean, we assume you know what you're talking about. You shared the field with Derek Jeter. So, I mean, hello. Or so and, or so I can tell people as we've already right. established. Shh, shh, don't even, no, you just did. Oh, it's done. It's done. You did it. That's all the <laughs> – <laughs> well, you know, I think you'll be proud of this. And I have said this on the podcast before. One of my favorite moments in sports is I actually ended up being a Red Sox fan. I was actually at Jeter's 3000 hit game. Uh, oh, I, were you? Yeah, I bought tickets for all three games that weekend. They were playing Tampa Bay. I'm like, I'm not missing it. I'm in town. I got to go. And it was really exciting. And that's hard coming from a Red Sox fan, but you got to respect. So, I mean, it was it was a pretty great to actually be there. And the stadium was just electric. It really was. And then, you know, of course, to hit the home run was mm-hmm. just absolutely amazing. So how did you get into introduced to Tony and how did you start listening and all that stuff? Well, I got introduced to Tony Kornheiser uh, mainly because of, pardon the interruption, when I was in college, thankfully we had direct TV, so we got ESPN. And I was on the pardon the interruption bandwagon seemingly from day one. When they did that little preview episode, 17th of October, 2001. And then they started doing it daily the following Monday. And I was watching every Monday. I was a, every Monday through Friday, I should say. And I was a loyal viewer. Well, when I didn't have a class that evening, that caused me to miss the show. Sure. And then with working life, I kind of just fell off a bit. The most recent episode I can recall watching was every Thanksgiving when they do the turkeys of the year. Oh, yeah. I want to hear like uh, TK and also Mike Wilbon just roast these guys. Yeah. <laughs> that is one of our favorites, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah also, it's made through television because, you know, our paper of record, like the Albany Times Union, I don't recall them ever running the Tony Kornheiser column. Mm-hmm. It was more a Washington Post thing. Yeah. I know Tony was nationally syndicated. Closest I got was Norman Chad in the sports section, but that's all yeah. by the by. Yeah. And then I got on the podcast, and this is kind of a secondhand discovery. A friend, I, the aforementioned Frank Sakari, I think, retweeted something on Twitter, and he mentioned the podcast. And in February of 2017, he had an email read on the show, and then I started listening to the podcast every day. I was like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> and then Frank and I start bonding over the show that it just gets so in your marrow that every time we see each other, We'd say La Cheeserie, mm-hmm. the official greeting of the Littles. I try to get as many TK references and uh, you know podcast references and conversation as I can. And then whenever we part, one of us says, if you're on your bike tonight, and the other says, do wear white. Yeah. So that's how big <laughs> so the podcast fun. has grown on me in the last three plus years. Wow, that's wow. great. So have you ever had an email read on the show? I've emailed a few times, but then June of 2019, I had an email read on the show finally, and it had to do with my little episode of almost passing out from dehydration. And 
It was when Tony Kornheiser mentioned that Leon Harris had a little bout of dehydration. I felt inspired to email in my little flirtation with almost passing out due to lack of water. I got to tell you this quick. I don't know if you were listening to that episode, but when I was 11 years old, this is summer of fifth grade for me. I was out on a Sunday with my mom and my dad at the Saratoga race course. And I went out to the near the rail for the post parade for one of the races. Next thing I know, Both my parents are getting me off the premises because they thought I passed out. I had forgotten to hydrate. I know better now as an adult. And I remember laying in the backseat of my parents' Plymouth Colt Vista, and they went to get some refreshments. I remember they stopped at one of the stands to get something to drink. That was quick thinking on their part. My mom was a registered nurse of 40 years standing, and she was a mental health nurse for half her tenure in the medical profession. That's great. Jason, I got to tell you, this is so great because you mentioned – I. I know Saratoga Raceway, like the back of my hand. My uncle had box seats, and I used to always say it's the August place to be, and not only, not anymore because they well, have— summer place to be now. Now it's, just, it's the summer place to be. Yeah, July and August. It. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. And then, the uh, you know, you brought up the Times Union, Albany Times Union. That was my paper growing up. So it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's really neat to talk to you. Um, listen, you could stick around, right? Sure. Okay, so let's take a quick break because we've got a lot more to cover. We want to get into your podcast and all these other different things. So, Littles, we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Put down that crappy beer, Roxy, and get back to the show. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we are lucky enough to have Jason Bullet with us here today. And Jason, now you'd mentioned in the first segment that you have these podcasts that you started, and okay. I, do, I don't want to turn this into a true, what do you call the crime one? Um, it's called, well, this is a, another creative title on my part. It's called CR Crime, right? and CR standing for Capital Region, where I live. Right. And it's all about these tales of uh, true crime that have happened, and we've had some biggies in the last sure? four yeah. years or so. I mean, we've mm-hmm. had the disappearance and murder of Sarah Ann Wood. Even though that really happened um, about a good, I, I think it happened like in the Utica area where all that took place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had the Nexium cult. You may have heard of it. That's like our greatest gift to the true crime universe, to which we say you're welcome. <laughs> There's well. a di- I haven't gotten to the disappearance of Suzanne Lyle yet. There's a uh, one guy that turned Mechanicville, the city near where I live right now, into a shooting gallery many years back around Halloween. Well, there's one I want to get to in particular because I did some homework. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw your numbers go up, but I listened to a few of your podcasts within the last oh. couple of days. Oh. Um, did you also know that there's another – I mean, of course, there's a, there's almost 2 million podcasts out there, and that's an exact number. I looked it up. I'm playing with um, a lot of competition. There's one called Murder in the Hudson Valley. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of that one. I've no, listened I to one of their episodes today, too, because they did a, a, a piggyback, I'm calling it, off of yours. And, and again, I don't want to turn this into a true crime podcast type situation. However, you know where I'm from now. Yep. The Wiley Gates. Oh, I covered that, too. I, I did yes. a whole month in September. I, did, I celebrated back to school by doing a whole month of incidents involving high school students. Wiley Gates I covered. There was a guy mm-hmm. named Ralph Tortorici who took a class hostage at SUNY Albany. And then yeah. I did a two-parter on a guy who was released recently. He had the high school shooting at Columbia High School in East Greenbush, Rensselaer yeah. County. Which is where I did my student teaching. Now, going back to Wiley Gates for a second. Okay. One of my mom's claim to fames was she – my parents are both state troopers. or retired mm-hmm. now. They were state troopers. Mm-hmm. My mom also worked as, as a corrections officer 
She was basically on the news every night. She was on the 2020 episode that they did because she would escort Wiley Gates in and out of the courtroom every day from jail. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I actually went to a bunch of those. I was at Damien Rosny's court case. Mm -hmm. And so I went to those firsthand. And I mean, it was intense. And to hear you talk about that on your podcast was just really cool. And like I said, then I did a quick search in that other one, the Hudson Valley. I forget already what the name of it was, but just really interesting to, to relive that whole thing because I was like in eighth grade. I know we're dating ourselves by, by bringing these up. But now, did you do research about that or were you just reading the art, an article or go into your podcast a little bit? Where do you get these cases from? Well, I do like, I just did like, well, when I started out the podcast, I just went to like the Times Union's website or I just Googled uh, Capital Region True Crime or something like that. Mm -hmm. And there was like a whole treasure trove. I just cycled through like the photo guy, like, oh, this is interesting. I'll just, okay, I just put in, okay, Wiley Gates. I'll put in Ralph mm -hmm. Tortorici, uh, yeah. Kenyon Prime, I'll, you know, Suzanne Lyle disappearance. We yeah. had like the disappearance of this little kid named Jalik Rainwalker, on and on and on the list went. And I just wrote all this stuff down. Like, I'm going to be covering this one day. Yeah. And this is just, it was just an interest for you, right? I just developed an interest in it. I figured, why not? True crime podcasts seem to be all the rage these days. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sure. Well, I, I'm going to hitch my wagon to this star. Or my uh, star yeah. <laughs> or the saying goes. Well, good for you. I mean, I, and I, like I said, I did check out, especially the Wiley Gates one, because it was so close to me. Like I went to a couple of his, because it was funny. My mom, it was one of those where I couldn't go home. And so I went to the courtroom to wait for my mom till she got done with work kind of thing. I mean, I was in middle school, <laughs> high school. I'll never forget the one day I got scared because it was during Damien Rosny's trial. And I walked in, I was by myself and I walked in and sat down and I saw the Damien sitting at the table with his lawyer and they were started whispering and looking at me and whispering. I don't know. I, I kind of yeah. like thought, I thought they thought like I was like a surprise witness or something <laughs> in the case. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm boy. Just like, so you're going <laughs> to testify. You're going you're gonna to yeah. go stool well, pigeon on him. And also because don't forget, this was after Wiley got off. You know, he was found not guilty. So now mm -hmm. all of a sudden we're like, we all assume that Damien was the one that did the murder. Now I know we're kind of getting off topic, so mm. we should get back, but you know what I mean? So I yeah. thought, we all we thought he was a murderer and then he got off. So that's a whole nother story for the other podcast. But and so and the other one you have that you said you started after your mom passed. And what yep, is that? Well, it's called it's a cleverly titled podcast called the Keep It to Yourself podcast. And one of the things I have going against me is talking to myself, especially out loud when I know I shouldn't be doing it. So I thought on a car ride with me and my dad, I figured keep it to yourself. That's not like a great title for the podcast. So I figured mm -hmm. let's run with it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And what I've done more is just like I did it most every week, but I've slowed down some in recent years. Life intervenes sometimes. Sure. It was just me early on. It was just me going through the grieving process. I, as I already stated earlier, I started the podcast a month after my mom died of the effects from stage one leukemia lymphoma. And she had been she was going to be in remission for three years. And unfortunately, and obviously that did not turn out to be the case. Well, that's great that you found an outlet, though and something yeah. to do to express yourself. So it's just been me going about daily life, and I've had a bit of a unique angle. I've had friends of mine from high school who I've put on as guests for the most part, and mm. I figured that was a pretty unique angle on that yeah. whole deal. Oh, that's great. So now getting back to the show a little bit, have you ever done a Friday Five? Do you know what Friday Fives are? I've heard of it, and I tried looking for it on the Tony Kornheiser Loyal Littles Facebook page, but I just mm -hmm. couldn't find it, and I was just surfing through a lot of pictures 
of grilled cheese sandwiches and the moderator be like, all right, that's enough. I declare a moratorium on grilled cheese sandwiches regardless of what you put mayo on them. I well, tried oh doing, by the way, I will confess, I tried doing that once. You got to have thicker bread because instead of like Hellman's where you got to put a knife in the jar and spread it on that way, I wound up using one with the little squirt bottles. Oh. And I got to be careful because with the griddle there, I almost lost part of the part of the bread to try to get it off with a spatula. Still I, not good, though. I, I will say I tried it once too. Just not my thing. I, I yeah. grew up with butter. I like the butter. Hey, me too. You know, we know what we <laughs> like, right? So that's good on you though. We tried it. Right. Yeah. So, well, the, the reason you couldn't find it is because it is only in, there's, you know, there's multiple Tony Kornheiser groups. Oh yeah. There's the, uh, I think there's the other one that says like this page stinks or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And then there's one called Smart and Funny. And oh, that's, is that that's, where we find it? That's where yeah. the Friday Fives are. Okay, yep. well. Now, tread lightly, though, because that one is highly moderated. So they, <laughs> there will be no grilled cheese in that group. I'm just throwing that out there. It'd be like, <laughs> it'd be like Rick Moranis and Sigourney Weaver in that scene in the Ghostbusters, like, I am the key master. Are you the key keeper? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that film. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. So now we just have some fun questions. One of our more popular recent questions. What is one thing you do that would drive Tony crazy? Drive a Kia. It's not a Subaru. I don't know how he feels about Kias <laughs> or admitting to him that I drive a Kia. He'd be like, you might as well drive a Subaru. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Now, I forgot to ask, actually, going back, I forgot to ask you, are you a jingle person at all? Yep. Well, speak, going back to the old, what I call the kitty pot in shorthand, K-I-T-Y, see what I did there. Yeah. Um, for, I didn't do it this year because there was mostly like the Gary Braun uh, mailbag jingle that I played every time I listened. But the first three years on Thanksgiving week, I did what I considered to be my mm -hmm. best jingles of like, I did like, actually I did like uh, one time for jingle, I did once a year for Jingle Fest and the other time I did it around Thanksgiving and those were like what I considered to be my favorite TK mailbag jingles of all time or up to that period. Yeah, I saw that. I actually played yeah, that episode I'm, today. I, I got some favorites like uh, Joe Arrow does some great ones, Steve Lipton, Kirsten Onstad, Patrick Moffat, I believe does some good ones too. Oh, Sure. There's so and, many. I mean, and who could forget Anthony Beeson's rendition of I Have a Piano? Of course. Right. Yeah. I always like and, Steve. Uh, Steve Lipton's are always great because when I, I really dug him because whenever he does a jingle, he sometimes would make a funny comment just of the songs fading out, which is just makes it all the way, in my humble opinion. Gotcha. <laughs> all right. This is a new one that we liked. You hosted Saturday Night Live. Who would you mm. like to introduce as your musical guest? I know he got in a bit of trouble for the DUI, but I, let's have Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band. Whoa. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of playing to the choir here as far as the Littles. We all know Tori Clark and her appreciation of Bruce Springsteen. Right about the late 2000s, I was on a big Bruce Springsteen kick, let me tell you. Yeah. I remember, this is, I'm dating myself here. I remember purchasing on CD Bruce Springsteen's Magic CD. That's the one with Radio Nowhere and Long Walk Home. Well, at least you didn't say cassette or A-track. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> at least you didn't say that. Oh, yeah. I got A-track, Darkness on the Edge of Town. So did you ever happen to get down to chatter at all while it was there? No, but I sure wish I did. Yeah. You and shame me it closed. Yeah, shame it. Like, like last, two, last year, almost two years ago. Oh, two years ago, it closed up shop. Yeah. 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 Um, this is a, another recent fun one. Would you rather have the ability to control the weather or the ability to talk to animals. I have the ability to talk to animals, especially as I'm sitting here. I've got a uh, a dog named Otis. He's a boxer mix or a brindle, if you will. 
Aww. So a dog person, much like Dr. Grandpa Hoff Woof. Yeah. Nice. Or Love Dr. It. Grandpa Hoff Woof in this case. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 here's a no, here's a really uh, deep one for you ready ready all right would you rather be the best player on a team that always loses or the worst player on a team that always wins i'd probably take the latter because i know there's always going to be people greater than me i don't some part of me doesn't mind being the footnote to history because sometimes there's a lot of pressure on being the big man it's one thing to be lebron james or Derek jeter or michael strahan or john wall or something <laughs> like that it's another one you're like riding the pine most of the time you're like you know your stats are like dnp coach's decision i gotcha interesting okay that makes sense. now we, we obviously have to know i mean we've got your uranus jokes <laughs> always funny never not funny what, what never not funny never not funny all right actually here's one that we haven't okay. done yet if you could host a game show, what would it be? I'd host I'd host Jeopardy because you know I mean nothing against any of the guest hosts that are on right now. Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. Yeah, I certainly got the wit for it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you uh, do. I'll give yeah. you that. <laughs> so uh, no, that's great. That's great. I mean, a lot of people say Jeopardy. That's so interesting. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it is one of the more popular game shows. Uh, Roxy just wants to be Vanna. She just wants I, to. I would love to be on Wheel of Fortune. First, I would love to be a contestant. And then when Vanna White retires, I would love to be, I would love her job. That would just be so much fun. However, I would request that they change the screen back to when All she, the, you don't instead want, you of don't just like the touch screen. screen you like, you like, you I just like when she would actually over. flip them over. Yeah. Oh, I remember I, that. I've watched Wheel of Fortune for many years, so I know what you're oh, on yeah. about. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. I would say that's my only request. And then, I, I, you know, I it. do. I, I feel like it's a little insulting. No, I guess no one has a problem with it. I don't know. It just seems like, what, was that too hard? I mean, it's. It, I guess it's for time constraints, maybe. I don't know. Time constraints. Yeah, I think they I just guess. wanted to bring the show into the 21st century, honestly, and just say, hey, look, we've got touchscreens now. Let's use them in this game show. But I no, would it just totally seems weird that she walks around that. just to touch the screen when obviously that's not even necessary i mean it's yeah. it's it's interesting anyway well jason we can't thank you enough for coming on and meeting all the littles here now let's uh real quick uh, how can people get in touch with you and why don't you uh plug your podcast real quick okay once again the two podcasts i have one is called the keep it to yourself podcast you can find that on apple Podcasts, on spotify on google Podcasts, and cr crime which is capital c capital r i m e it's tales of true crime from new york's capital region that's not on Apple Podcasts, unfortunately, working on it, but it's available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. I'm on social media at on Twitter at E-Y-E-B-E-E-J-A-Y-B-E-E-I-B-J-B. I spell it out phonetically. Okay. My Instagram is at Jason underscore 51838. And I mentioned Kitty Pot is on is at keep underscore podcast. That's where I put new episodes on the social media. Oh, that's Amazing. great. All right. Well, Jason, as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Roxy. Mm -hmm. Over or under? I'll take the over. Ah, you'll take the <laughs> You've heard that jingle, right? Right. I believe that's a Joe Arrow classic, right? Yeah. Yep. That's right. Chuck apologizes, Joe Arrow, for stealing your thunder, just so you know, dear <laughs> horn. I'm your homer. Can't get cheeky with your natty booze, horn. <laughs> or just the other way around there. I don't know. Get a rope out, chicken, get beer, chicken down in Maryland, horn. I'll tell you. I lost complete control of the podcast. <laughs> no, I, don't I, think, I don't think I can be I've had live right interviews now. on my podcast do 
like that. I'll, I can totally relate. Nobody panic. Well, and Littles, if you need a Tony Kornheiser show impersonator, I don't know why you would, but <laughs> you know now how to get in touch with Jason Bullet. Jason, can't thank you enough for coming on. Best wishes. Say hi to all our friends up stomping around upstate New York. It was great to go down memory lane with you there. That was great. Thanks again. I certainly will. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, guys. All right. All you loyal littles, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And thank you, Jason, for coming on. Yes, that got a little crazy there at the end, but it was so much fun and such a nice guy. For me, I mean, I feel bad for you, Roxy. I mean, that was like a little walk down memory lane for me, honestly. You know, him referencing all those places where I grew up and oh, you know, yeah. talking about where I went to high school and all that stuff. It was it was really cool. The Ichabod? So, yeah, Ichabod Crane shop. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, that was a, that was a good time. So now we have I referenced this earlier in the show where the big show and we're totally fine with this. They they take precedent. That's okay. They they stole my Florida man. I had a Florida man Friday story to go over, and I know it's not Friday, but we sometimes like to do those because I feel like those have been missing on the big show, and then all of a sudden they have a Fort Florida man Friday. But I was able to look up a few headlines that I thought were funny, and I thought we'd share these before we do uh, go into the quick Friday five segment like we always do on Saturdays. But these just cracked me up because, you know, I was searching for the one I wanted and people can actually do this nowadays with technology. But the actual story was, and there's these pictures, maybe we'll tweet these out later today, but Florida man suspected of using a private plane to draw a giant radar penis. Okay. So basically this guy was flying around and, you know, the radar is how they track the flights, even the, even these um, private planes. And so he's going in a design where once it comes out on the computer screen, it looks like objects is what we'll call them. Mm -hmm. And one in particular looked a little phallic. And it, it, I've seen pictures and it's kind of true. And I don't know. It's just kind of funny. Now, the reason I was relating this to nowadays with technology is, you know, we all have these watches that can track your distance and track your path. And right. it, I used to have one. Uh, it was a Garmin. And actually, I mean, now with Fitbits, I think Fitbits do the same thing if you have the right apps where you go for a run and then you come back and on your computer or on your phone or whatever, it brings up the map of where you went. You know huh. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you could actually, if you're clever enough, which I just can't even imagine the planning that would have to go into this, where you could then have it come out on a map of like pictures. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. I mean, obviously like in New York City, if you just wanted to do a square, obviously, or a rectangle, you would just run the outside of Central Park. That's the best right. example I can give you. Yeah. And I just think that would be a very clever thing. But this guy decided to do it in a plane. So that's obviously <laughs> a, a much higher step up. Yeah. Um, and so real, real quick, Florida cop claims Burger King put dirt on his food. Investigation reveals it was seasoning. So not sure who this police officer is and how well he's good at investigating things. But yeah. It I out to be definitely seasoning. believe that. <laughs> 
Burger King food is garbage anyway, so it's hey, probably all now, garbage. Chuck, you know, we're already hurting for sponsors. Let's not. Oh, we don't need no Burger King. Okay? Well, I mean, Chuck, you never know. I mean, maybe someday they'll want to sponsor us, and then they're going to come back to this episode and be like, you know. Never mind. Yeah. We, used to call it, we used to call it Burger King when we were kids. You know I probably yeah, called it that, too. too. And, then, yeah. and, and then Home of the Wiper instead of the Whopper, you know, because right. boogers. Chuck. <laughs> Now, so yeah, who are we kidding? Burger King's never going to come knocking on our door for a sponsorship. But they suck. I, people Chuck, actually eat there still. Chuck, it's so gross. I, I have to tell. All right, full disclosure. Actually, Chuck, once in a while, I crave a Whopper. I said it. I said it. <laughs> I do. Now, I do like McDonald's fries better, but there are at a rare occasion because it's the flame broiled burger, Chuck. I, I just there's. You're telling I, I me do. in all of New York City, you can't find a better hamburger than Burger King, no, Chuck. Now, don't be putting words in my mouth. Uh, I'm not saying that at all. Are you kidding me? I mean, There's five napkin, five napkin burgers pretty Hello. great. Yeah, Mother burger. Yeah, um, go there. Well, yeah. Chuck, I didn't say I go to Burger King. I'm just saying every once in a while I crave a Burger King. Burgers. Anyway, <laughs> Chuck, speaking of, sort of, McDonald's, speaking of, sort of, you will be happy to know, Chuck, spoiler alert, I'm telling you now, McDowell's does make an appearance in Coming to America too. Nice. So I'm gonna say, not gonna say any more about it. Yeah, that's so. on that's on the radar for this weekend for, oh, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. So yeah. So let's say coming to America one is an eight out of ten. What would what do you rank in coming to America two? Well, first of all, I would definitely rank coming to America probably a nine, if not a ten. So Okay, that's not the question. <laughs> well, I'm just saying if I'm gonna put this in perspective. Yes, and let's say it's an eight in perspective. What's what would you say is like? Is it is it really bad? Is it so? To answer your question, Chuck, I will definitely not put it above part one. It's the typical. It's not as good as the first one. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it completely sucked by any means. I'm just saying like it's not as good as the first one. But I think a lot of this has to do with the pandemic for me. I haven't been to the movies in over a year, and mm-hmm. I don't buy a lot of movies on streaming services and that stuff right. on iTunes. So for them to just I, – I already had Amazon Prime. So for this just to be released and it and it feels like a new movie, like I would go – like I would go to see this in the movie theater. So to yeah. me, this feels like a new movie. And so I think I'm giving it a little bit of a pass because of that and just the fact that they were able to release it. But yeah, no, of course, definitely not as good as the first. But yeah, right. but yeah, I, I mean, for sure. Laugh I mean, out if you have Amazon moment. Prime, it's free. So it's not like I'm even telling you you have to pay to go see it at the movie theater. I know you pay right. for Amazon sure. Prime, but you know what I mean. Yeah, that's so, like Wonder uh, Woman was. Yeah, yeah. That was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, YouTube, we're running out of time. Now, we did have a Friday Five, but, I mean, I, I glanced at it. So it basically just who would you beat up? Is that basically what the premise was, Roxy? Something Pretty like that? much. Yeah, the first three definitely. Like, who would you give? Who would you beat up? Or um, so It was, uh, yeah. but it's athletes, right? I don't have yeah, it was a professional athlete that you could reasonably beat them up or a professional athlete that you would like to, but they would probably crush you. And then a sports talking head. Um, oh, right. Yeah. 
Okay, so who do you got? Uh, for one, two, and three, I know he's not a talking head, but I could see it potentially maybe happening in the future. So my answer for all, the first three is Brett Gardner. I can't stand the guy. He's a <laughs> No offense to anybody who likes him. Don't come at me. I just don't like him. And I that's, call him grandpa. <laughs> that's my opinion. So, uh, yeah, he's my answer for all three. Although I do think I would stand a chance against him. Oh, oh yeah. let's Rip set it up. Off. Let's get ready to rumble. Yeah. The throwdowns, the, the gauntlet's I mean, been he, issued here. I mean, he threw a helmet that then came back at him and <laughs> cut yeah. his lip open. So I think I have a pretty good shot. <laughs> All right, Chuck, who do you have? I Nobody comes to mind. If I think who an athlete that I could beat up would be I would say a majority of professional football punters, maybe. Chuck. Hmm. There's probably a few. Now, if they could, like, kick me, they'd probably do some damage because they got strong legs. But maybe if I could get in close, you know, no pads or anything. I don't think they're any, any bigger than I am, so I could probably take Yeah, maybe. So now one that would ki- definitely kick your butt. Oh, pretty much anybody else. <laughs> I'm, See, a lover. I mean, I was, I'm a lover, not they... a fighter. You know, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so... Ladies, stand back. He's all ours. Um, so, <laughs> so the only one that came to my mind was, and this just was because, did you see this where Shaq supposedly got thrown and broke the table? Did you see that? Where I did slammed? see that. Yeah. That was so, great. He, had, he so, got taken out on ambulance. So I was thinking Shaq, because, I mean, obviously he would kick my butt. And, of course, because of this, of our opening segment, of course, Will Chamberlain's another one that, you know, he's just so tall and big. But my go-to, if I, I would have to pick, like, oh, please no disrespect and please no haters – but the bowling circuit's professional athlete, as far as I'm concerned. So I would find like a bowler, I think, because <laughs> I don't Obviously, think I can. Even you take... are not a bowler. I gotta be honest. I mean, even like golfers, I think I think Phil could take me. I think Rory oh, could take yeah. me. Oh you know? yeah, for sure. You know, so I'm not messing Their with them either. Their upper body strength is like unreal. Yeah, I'm not stupid. I mean, I'm I'm thinking maybe a, a a, probably a bowler could take me too, for all I know. So now this is the interesting one. Talking head shock. You must have a good one for that. Skip. M.F. Bayless. I would love to get into a ring with that guy. Oh, yeah, he's, man. He's probably up there. I don't know if this is a – I don't know. I might have got so many. I don't know. I just think it would be fun. But, um, you know, Greeny came to mind. But I like Greenies. You, you could know, take stuff. Greeny. Yeah. I could probably take Greeny. But, yeah. That's, he's, he's but, yeah, guy. Skip Bayless. And then, and then Stephen A is another one. Uh, sometimes. You, I can only take so much. I don't not like them. And I think Skip Bayless is the same way. I can take them for like two minutes and then I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I think they have good stuff to say, but then after like two, three, four, five minutes tops, I can't take it anymore. Small well, and I used to like him when he first started out with his own show, Cold Pizza and all that stuff. But I think now he just plays to that annoyance. Oh yeah, now it's a gimmick. For ratings. So that's, oh, sure. that's what now makes it even more that it's like he's doing it on purpose. And it's not just yeah. like natural. Now it's an act. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, all right, Roxy, what are the other two? Uh, who is your favorite boxer or MMA fighter or hockey enforcer? What's a hockey enforcer? Um, I you don't know. You gotta pick fights. What? I, yeah, I would go with the goalies that I love when the goalies get involved. So they're not really the enforcer. They're just like the add-ons. But I think it's freaking hilarious when they get in on the fights and they've got all their like massive padding with them. And it's just funny. All right. I'm going to have to phone a friend on this one. 
So you know, uh, Chuck, who I'm talking about, it's like they purposely go out and pick fights with like, or try and get in the head of the, uh, yeah. of the other oh, guys, okay. like leading place, because they're they'll they'll take the penalty. They don't care. They're not out there to like. Right. They're not really like skilled. So players. okay, just bruisers. I, I'm sticking with my answer. I'm still gonna have to phone a friend because I don't do hockey at all. So Bobby, I, if I had your number, I'd be calling you right now because I know you uh, you're yelling at me through the podcast listening <laughs> device you're using right now with all these names, but I don't have any. I mean, I I know the big names, Gretzky, I know the big names. I just, you know, I don't know which ones are the antagonists. I mean, that could work for different sports though, I think. I think that would be a good question for basketball too, I feel like. When I was growing <laughs> up watching the St. Louis Blues play hockey, they had a they had a bruiser called Tony Twist mm-hmm. and he was Literally, I mean, he was always in the penalty box. Because as soon as he came out, he was <laughs> checking people into the boards, and you know, he didn't give a crap. Right. He would take all kinds of, of penalties, and that was his job was to wow. you know to go out there and intimidate uh, right. the other the other team. So I don't know. I don't watch enough hockey now to know. Yeah, I, I yeah. feel like maybe though that position's a little more older. Right. Uh, and um, real quick with the boxer, I, I mean, to me, it's a no brainer. I mean, I'm going new school, kind of old school. I'm saying Mike Tyson and not because of the boxing, but because of the hangover. I mean, hello. That's just you know, <laughs> I'm going with Mike Tyson. Uh, actually, and also because he's from upstate New York. He grew up in Catskill and we used to play Catskill in high school against the high school, you know, not him and stuff. So, you know, he was kind of a local boy. Growing up, and and I I was like in high school when his peak was happening, when his ridiculous streak he went on there for a long time, when he was winning all those uh, matches. And uh, so I I did. I I followed him quite closely, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was not a big boxing fan, but I followed him because he was the local guy. And then, oh my gosh, and then the hangover just puts him over the edge. Chuck, what do you got? So I had a lot of boxers that I, seemed like boxing was a bigger thing back in the 80s and 90s, maybe. Oh, Um, sure, yeah, yeah. And, you know, especially with martial arts now kind of coming in, it's taken a lot of the thunder after that. But I was always a, a Sugar Ray Leonard fan. Oh, um, as okay. a kid, little guy, he was smaller, you know, and I just remember him sticking out the most. I also liked Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Oh, yeah. Remember him? <laughs> yeah, some of the names were great. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were great. And, and, I mean, you know, wait would, a minute. They would have those fights on prime time. I mean, you, you oh, got yeah. to watch them on NBC or whatever. Oh, at 8 o'clock, yeah. You didn't have to. It wasn't pay-per-view and all this thing. It was like, yeah, that's what I remember were, with Tyson when we only had three channels, and but it was on. You know? George Foreman? I mean, um, yeah, obviously... You know, Muhammad Ali and Jack Johnson. I mean, they're just, they were just like bigger than life boxers yeah. were. They were icons. Now, Roxy, do you have one? So I feel about boxing the way many of the littles out there feel about golf, times, <laughs> but times like 10 or 20. So um, you don't have any. <laughs> What's I wrong really with golf? don't nothing. I love golf, but any I'm I'm just making the comparison of to give them kind of a picture of how much I don't like boxing. I'm not into it's weird. I'm into hockey fighting, but I'm not into a sport where it's like it's acceptable, like fully acceptable to basically fight. So yeah, I don't really have one. I did enjoy playing Rock'em Sock'em Robots growing up, so <laughs> I guess, so you're uh, not opposed to violence. You just don't like to watch it on TV. Is I, what you're there's saying. just something about boxing. I honestly can't put my finger on it. I'm just not a fan. So Roxy, does it say that? I, I didn't even think about this. I mean, what about Rocky Balboa? Does that count? Did this say could could it be a fictional boxer? I, w- I would get. It doesn't 
specify, but I would guess that that would be an acceptable answer. Again, I don't like any of those movies, but... But I'm just saying that opens up a whole new yeah, world because you've it, got it could, yeah, you've yeah. got so many yeah great movies out there. You know, yeah, Raging I mean, Bull I guess you can those, argue yeah. and say, well, they're not actually fighting; it's right. all staged, um, sure, stage combat. Sure. But I mean, that that also takes a lot of skill and a lot of practice. Oh, sure. So I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Email us at wtfcpodnet at gmail or find us on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod and also on our Facebook page, The Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget, if you listen to us, rate, review, and subscribe. Roxy, you're still in my thunder. I love it. I am. Totally fine. I was fine. on a roll. You were. That was great. You do that so much better than I do. Uh, that, that, yep. It's done. That was your audition. Done. It's yours. <laughs> All right. Roxy, Chuck, say goodbye. Goodbye. So long. I'm going to play golf. And as always, if you're out shopping online tonight, use use the the code. code. Oh, man, that was amazing, wasn't it? It got crazy near the end, didn't it? (laughs) Sure did.
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. Oh, yeah.